fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Boston Celtics buried the Bucks with an avalanche of threes to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Did the series prove that Giannis is still the best player in the NBA? And Zay, I would like to start it off today. Um, yes, to answer the question outright. Straight to the point. Yes, he's still the best player in the world as far as I'm concerned. The guy took 27 or more shots in seven playoff games in his entire career. Five of those games came in this series. Mm-hmm. That shows the the um the lack of having guys surrounding him. That shows the mm-hmm. loss of Chris Middleton, a guy that we all know when they run pick and roll, Giannis and Middleton together, that's hard to stop. Also, Middleton, what he does with his half-court offense, being able to create his own offense in the half-court, you're missing a guy like that. And um, it shows that Giannis really took this series by himself and made it into a game seven, to be honest, where he just ran out of gas. You know, and I knew it was coming. Anytime it's in the second half of a game seven and you're not dunking anymore, but you just, you know, you get into the rim and you're just throwing up these shots that's not going in, you, you could tell – when somebody's tired and fatigued. And obviously, I saw that from Giannis. I still think he's the best player in the world. He's the most physical player there is. And that level of physicality can offset a team that's blitzing him. Like the Celtics, you know. Celtics gave Giannis all he can handle from a defensive standpoint. We know what they did to KD. Iced him out the game. Eliminated him out the game. Giannis, they couldn't replicate that same thing. Right, it just came down to the other guys that didn't step up. Brook Lopez, Brick Lopez, you know, he didn't make his shots. He didn't do what he was supposed to do, which is make his presence felt. I thought good enough in the series. Drew Holiday had his games, but I thought in this game seven he could have been a tad bit more aggressive in this game seven from an offensive standpoint. He wasn't. I think Giannis is the best player in the world. Um, Luke is right up there. Um, Kawhi Leonard, when he comes back, he's gonna show that he's top three. Um, Durant followed by Durant. I think Durant lost a step. Um, yeah, I think Durant lost a step. I think it's clear as day with the injuries and obviously this playoff stint. I don't th- I think he's a shell of himself um, compared to – I used to think he was the number one player in the world. I think he's mm-hmm. number four. And you could round that out with Embiid or, yeah, probably Embiid. So to round out my top five. But I do want to say in this series, in this game in general, of game seven. It's known to be the superstar game, right? The stars gonna take over the game. This mm-hmm. is where the stars make a name for themselves. Oh, well, you do got other players on your team. Um, I heard Michael Wilborn on the countdown talking about, oh, you know, I'm expecting a performance from a big star. Nah, Grant Williams came in and took over the game. He led the team in scoring with 27 points, six boards. I'm off the top of my head. I'm remembering everything today off the top of my head. Um, I don't even need my stats. 27 points. He had a, he led the team in scoring. And um, I think the shots was there because Mike Buenhoza was like, listen, by any means, we're just going to protect the paint and we'll die by the three. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to die by the three. That's just what's going to happen. And I remember I texted Zay in the chat, very mm-hmm. undisciplinary like for myself because I didn't read the game the way I was supposed to read the game. I said to Zay, I'm like, yo, why is the Celtics taking all these threes? Maybe they should drive to the paint and, and get some of these easy looks, get to the foul line, which they did. Um, but they went back to shooting threes because it was there. If they're going to give you the threes, then take the threes and make them. That's just what it comes down to. And um, they did. And Grant Williams did. He struggled in the beginning. He only went seven of 18. I mean, you think about how much he took 18, but how much he made seven is a lot. So that balances it out. And basically, they 
that's that shows that they gave him a lot of looks and they just made the he made the necessary shots down the stretch to to win. And one of the more impressive things, there's two more impressive things before I send over the mic to Zay. Number one, the fact that Jalen, not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum gets in foul trouble. He had about four fouls in the third quarter. And I'm thinking, all right, damn it. You know, um, the Bucks may get on a little run here. Nah. They held it down. They allowed Jason Tatum to, to sit to the fourth quarter, and they did their thing. And Marcus Smart went back to being smart. I thought he lost the last series, the, the series before the last one, um, which was game five, I believe they lost. He lost that series not being smart. Game six, he was mm-hmm. smart. Game seven, he was smart. And there was one play that he made that I thought was a very big proponent of the game. Close to halftime, it's like literally seconds before halftime, he takes a, a foul at half court, right? Um, and he, he, he has the willingness and the smarts to draw that foul to shoot three. And you talk about all the little nuances of an NBA game that can flip momentum. That right there, having the smarts and whereabouts to know where you are on the floor and know that you can get a free three points that can change the momentum Obviously, we know what the Celtics did after halftime. They came out and put the Bucks away right after halftime. That was started by Marcus Smart and him being smart. So that's my overall takeaways of the game, and that's my takeaways on Giannis still being the best player in the NBA. Lil Shadamas on the mic. Um, you know, I, I think I said it, and I said this after the playoff with the Nets. I said that Jason Tatum was the best player in the NBA playoffs. It was a bold take. It was tough to say. But after watching this series, after watching how he combated against uh, the NBA champions and the Milwaukee Bucks, who had majority of the team um, besides of P.J. Tucker, a big crucial piece from that last year's championship team, I still say that Jason Tatum was the best player and is the best player in the NBA playoffs. To this day, I still say it. And I say that because of the intelligence he took throughout the game. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he only took 14 shots throughout the entirety of the game. He played a lot of smart basketball, 23-6-8. and eight. He, shot, he didn't take those crazy three-point shots, those really tough shots that he was taking in game six. You know, he got the game come to him. He allowed his teammates to make plays. He found an open guy. He allowed Grant Williams to get 27 points in this game. Now, if you ever told me, if you would have told me uh, three days ago, four days ago, that Grant Williams would be making 27 points in an NBA playoff game, I would have said, you your mind. I don't see it. I don't believe it. This man was hitting shots and had the confidence to shoot. He took 18 three-point shots, by the way. So it wasn't like he was just taking, you know, oh, seven for seven. He was shooting perfect. No, he was taking shots. And the team allowed him to feel confident, allowed him to get into a rhythm, go ahead and take them. And Tatum trusted his teammates in order for them to take those shots. When you look at the combination of the team, you look at Jalen Brown, 8 for 16. Um, Marcus Smart didn't have the best game, but he did everything. Rebounds, assists, um, played defense. Al Holford didn't have the best offensive game, but he got the rebounds as well, got the assists. Peyton Pritchard, amazing game, 14 points in 17 minutes. It all starts with Jason Tatum making the right basketball plays. He Defended well, despite those four fouls. He defended well. He played aggressive throughout the entirety of the game. Offensively, he found the right guy. He picked his shots. He did exa- He established his mismatches when he got them. He did everything he needed to do to win this game. The numbers don't look great. You know, it's not 26 and 20. You know, th- those numbers look amazing on Giannis' behalf. 
but he also shot 10 for 26, a guy who don't take many jumpers, a guy who mainly his bread and butter is going into the paint. And he missed a couple of those in the fourth quarter, which was surprising. He missed a lot of gimme layups. He missed a couple of jumpers that was wide open. He did a lot of stuff that looked uncharacteristic to Giannis because Giannis seemed gassed. He did everything this Bucks team needs to do plus more, and he wasn't getting help from anywhere on that Bucks court. And I, I commend Giannis. I think he is great. But I don't, I can't put him over Jason Tatum right now. My personal opinion. I think Tatum, in this current moment, in this during, in this current playoffs, he is showing us that he is the best player on the court on a night in and night out basis because his ability to get to his shots, his ability to make plays for his teammates, and still defend the best player on the other side of the floor is amazing to see. It's expressing me a lot, and I know I'm living in a moment, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Yeah, you, I understand that. In the moment, Zay. I'm living in the you're moment, and I understand that. Because we're talking about the, the culmination of the entire NBA. I, I don't think Giannis is better than Luka, in my opinion. I think I think Luka is arguably probably the most, arguably maybe the, maybe the best player in the NBA. Him and Jokic, one or two. I'll give, you, maybe, I'll give you Luka. We can go maybe. Luka. Because I think Luka, I would have a number two. Luka, but... It, it can flip either way. I, I seen Giannis do it on the biggest stage. That's what takes the balance for me. Correct. And that was the finals where he took over that entire series with his fingerprints. Correct. I just think Giannis, and it's not about you improving because you still got the fail, but mm -hmm. the way how Giannis improved over these last couple of years is mm -hmm. beyond me. I know he's not the greatest free throw shooter, but he'll make him in the clutch. Mm -hmm. I know he's not a great three-point shooter, but he made a couple of them in this series in the clutch. Every single game was a great stat line. He showed up. What happened to Grayson Allen, bro? Grayson Allen went Casper in this entire series. God mm -hmm. damn. He went Casper. He didn't get no help. And when I go to games like, you know, um, game three, I believe it is, right? In my own game three, I believe game three. Yep, game three. And nothing to take away from Tatum. Mm -hmm. I probably should put him in my top five. I was thinking. I know it was Embiid. I was saying Embiid is somebody else. That's Tatum to round up my top five. The difference for me is that when I look at Tatum, and yes, he's been doing a great job. Um, since he's been in the league, and at one point, people came at me and said, I'll take Jalen Brown over Tatum. I mean, come mm -hmm. on now. I mean, I think he defeated that narrative. But he would have occasional games where he may not show up. For example, that game three, when he only scored 10 points, played 41 minutes, Giannis in that same game had 42 points. Mm -hmm. So I think Giannis, he has been putting together phenomenal games back to back to back to back. I want to mm -hmm. see Tatum do it back to back to back to back for me to give him that crown. Mm -hmm. And that's why Giannis still has it for me. But if you want to go Luka, then we can have a conversation, bro. Because mm -hmm. Luka, to get this team, this Mavericks team, that yes, they're good defensively, and occasionally they got guys that can get hot, mm -hmm. but they, I, I'm shocked that they're in the Western Conference Finals right now. I really am. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are there, it's, it's a testament to the brilliance of Luka Doncic and how much of an impact player he is. Mm -hmm. And how he could get other guys involved and how all he needs is one guy to step up alongside him. It could mm -hmm. be Brunson today. It could be Denver tomorrow. I am fine with that. As long as Reggie Bullock, the next game, I'm fine with that. I'm mm -hmm. going to consistently have my team in position. All I need is for one guy to step up and match me and give me some of that help. And we got it. But yeah. right now, I go Giannis, then Luka. Mm -hmm. Then I go Kawhi, then KD, then Tatum. I can even throw in Tatum over KD because of – how he played against um, KD. So I go Tatum, then KD. That's how I look at it. Um, you know, I think, you know, like I said, I think Tatum is the best player in the playoffs, for sure. NBA, we're talking about culmination, 82-game season. Right now in the playoffs, I'm going Tatum. This year's playoffs, Tatum is the best player in the playoffs, the way he's playing. Culmination of the NBA, right? I personally said a couple years ago that the international players are coming. 
they're coming to take over. They're not coming to, to, to be a part. They're coming to take over the NBA and take over this style and, be, and let it become theirs. Um, right now, I believe the top four players in the NBA are all international players. You, I'm not going in order, but we go Giannis, we go Luka, we go Jokic, we go Embiid. The top four players in the NBA. Those are right now, top four are, are all international players. The fifth, you could go Braun, you could go KD, you could go whoever else, you, whatever other direction you would like to go. Yeah, but I don't KD think American. For sure. <laughs> you go, <laughs> that I can tell you. You could be LeBron, KD, KD, Kawhi, whoever you want to say. But I don't believe any American player is in that top four mix. Because I believe these young guys, Embiid, Jokic, Luka, and uh, Giannis, these guys are playing so far above all these guys currently. I'm not talking about in their careers. I'm talking about currently. They're playing so far above them and what they play on defense, how they are offense, how they impact their teams, how they impact their teams winning. When these guys are not on the floor for their respective teams, their teams are uh, arguably lottery pick teams, in my opinion. That's the way I, I view them. Because if Luka's not playing for the Mavericks, they don't really play as well with him on the court. Now, Mavericks did have a couple games without Luka when um, Jalen Brunson and Dinwiddie had great games. Commendable. I respect it. I, won't, I don't see the Mavericks doing that in a full season capacity. They're not Luka. doing that against the Suns for sure. I'll tell I don't you that. See that. <laughs> but so. um, I would say this about that point. I mean, yeah, international players – you know, are now domestic players, and you know they doing their thing, and they rounding out that top the five. Can you dig it? Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Not getting tired of watching in the huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel, and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.